The Yuletide TV Podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Ask me about my winner! Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we typically watch and review random Christmas episodes. While the holiday season is getting ever closer, right now, most families are getting ready to head back to school, so we'll be talking about a movie today that fits with that theme. But before we do, let's check in with my my co-hosts, Brian and John. Guys, how's your summer wrapping up? (laughs) Your co-ho-ho-hosts. Co-ho-ho-hosts. That's for you in a future episode, should you want it. (laughs) Uh, My name is Brian, and... uh, and I'm doing okay. The way that you had that really pregnant pause in there made me worried that you're like, my name is Brian. I'm an alcoholic. And I was going to be like, this is a different <laughs> podcast than I signed up for. Hi. I am, uh, I am addicted to smelling engine oil. Um, I've been kicked out of many O'Reilly auto parts. Uh, Napa's haven't been burned for me just yet. And uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be alive. Your major could have been motor oil. Could have went to college for that, Brian. Yeah, see, I was I was thinking you were going to go more along the routes. My name is Brian. I'm addicted to creating fake universities and getting my friends <laughs> incriminated into fraud schemes. Yeah, yeah, but no. I don't know if we want to do this before the summary, but I will, I will fight the legal battle that this, like, the only thing they did that was... That could have brought them into a court case was using Harmon University. <laughs> there was like they had so many solutions to this, <laughs> and they went with the dumbest one. It wasn't a court case though; it was an accreditation case. Wait, if well, this... if if it didn't get accredited, he was going to get thrown in prison. That's why Lewis Black says his butt can take it in one of the <laughs> in one of the very many Lewis Black is of his time jokes. <laughs> yes, oh, there's <laughs> there's some dated dated Lewis Black stuff in here yeah. for sure. Well, I guess we might as well just dive into it. Uh, we don't really have to do much small talk up the front here. I think uh this is probably going to be a shorter episode. Why not? So let's let's just let's just talk about it. Don't you fucking tempt us. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's that's always the curse, right? Everything I think is going to be short is just but if this ends up being anywhere near as long as A Christmas Carol, which, thank God, you know, we, we watched that, you know, almost a month ago, but it feels like so much more recently. It just hangs with you. It's good to, it's good to wash, wash that taste out of our mouth and, and watch something new here. Hell yeah. Little, little Comedy Central 3 p.m. show. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's something uh, that was fun to watch in uh, college late night. You know, nobody wants to go to bed yet. No, except it's on. Fuck it. I feel like this movie and Office Space and, like, I'm trying to remember what the other ones. Like, you could just turn on Comedy Central at any point and you would get one. Waiting. It's I don't know if Waiting was on Comedy Central that much. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, oh, for sure. A ton. Sophomore year. I distinctly remember watching Waiting with Chris and then the fire alarm went off. (laughs) Is that that what we were watching when that happened? (laughs) Yes, it was. Uh, was that the that one was that the one that like actually sucked where we're no wait no i wouldn't have been in the same dorm as you guys sophomore year i lied 
Nope. No. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah. You were you were you were out in the boonies in uh Gre- no, Michaels. Michaels Hall. Yeah, but who had the beer pong table in their dorm room? <laughs> so Oh, you did, for sure. Yeah. 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 Fuck off. I'm your anti booty comment. Who had views of Lambeau Field on game day? I mean, we Thanks. did, but that's hyperbolic. Yeah, views, not, views is yeah views you of saw the it, stadium didn't you that is the tallest building in De Pere, and by that we mean it's like four stories <laughs> so. six Ooh, it's got height it's got height it's got height kind of does look like an ins- a mental institution too oh yeah oh, it's yeah. got that, that nice 70s architecture to it they all did well, let's talk about this month's bonus episode, where we watch Accepted, a movie originally released on August 18th, 2006 by Universal. It's not really streaming anywhere except stars, uh, if you have that. Uh, kind of goes against what the point of the podcast is to a degree, but we're just like, whatever. It's a bonus episode. Take it or leave it, right? I mean... It's summer, it's wrapping up. If you haven't burned all of your free trials with all the streaming services yet, give stars a go. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, Also, this is typically where we do a summary. Uh, I forgot to do one, so here we go. (laughs) This is what happened. (laughs) The investment on this episode is high. (laughs) Again, we really burned ourselves out with the Christmas Carol. Yeah, it was... This is easily the the, 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 the the least convoluted plot we've done. Oh yeah. On this, this show. is this is yeah, I'm absolutely. trying to get this down to like three or four sentences. So <laughs> I'll, I'll count. Here let's we count. go. Alright, alright, yeah, yeah, let's count. Okay, we'll see what we can do. Okay, so Justin Long plays Bartleby Gaines, a high schooler who's about to graduate who finds out he doesn't get into college. What? Uno. So, to get his parents off his back, he creates a fake acceptance letter to a fake university. Dose. With the help of his friends, they actually create the university, but uh-oh, a bunch of other kids find the website and get accepted and show up on an orientation day. Face. Shenanigans ensue, but long story short, people find out, oh, this university is fake, they have to go defend themselves, and in the end, they give an inspiring speech about following your dreams or something and everything's okay the end bit of a run-on but definitely quattro or john in french it'd be thank you cat (laughs) yeah and 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 amidst all of this you know boy meets girl there's there's a little romance subplot which does not work that well you watch a mid two thousands movie. You've watched them all. It has like a really over exaggerated, like falling action, and then it fucking ends with an. And they use, they front load the movie, and it ends in twenty seconds. And for some reason, someone gets to kiss Blake Lively. And there you go. Yeah, you know this. <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> I was just thinking about it. This could easily have been a Disney original movie, obviously with some different character choices and um, some less crude humor. But this almost lines up perfectly with one of their late 90s, early 2000 plots. Well, and there is like there's certainly an element of that Disney 
even I, I don't think Disney even owns this kind of trope where it's like, oh, like someone, a kid gets his hands on a bunch of money and there's all this extravagant shit. Like think about like blank, <laughs> blank check. check or even Richie Rich, like where like it's yeah. just like this heightened absurdity of all this stuff that this kid can do. So like they get all this money from these students who pay their tuition and all of a sudden there's a pool and a bar and a half pipe and there's uh clap on disco ball rooms that are really nicely furnished like really none of this would cost like they so they have like what so they have 300 plus students they're like they have like three million dollars nothing they have would have cost three million two thousand six dollars so i don't know where that money went (laughs) well there's that so yeah that's a point in the early in the film when all the kids show up and tuition was ten thousand dollars for what the semester or the year semester semester yeah so they would have had six million over the course of the year thereabouts give or take oh uh, no well here's my point like you saw the exterior of that building and the idea was that it was like just that building that was the college how many people can fucking live in that <laughs> right because not a million's well, worth no there was like more buildings it was like a full-on like it was like an, a mental asylum like an institution so it's probably pretty pretty substantial i would assume because it would have had to have been able to like house hundreds of people my math is wrong that could have easily been they could have easily gotten a million dollars i think there was like 300 students there yeah yeah so it's i mean it's three million dollars i think though that money burns that money burns quick though i mean you're leasing that building that can't be cheap you do all the refurbishment of it and cleaning he's buying brand new kitchen equipment the half pipe um i'm trying to think like just gotta like, keep the lights on you, you gotta got keep water, the lights electrical on. basic utilities <laughs> yeah which all goes up you got to have your internet infrastructure. I mean, those kids probably want some of that stuff. It's 2006, so it's not as much of a priority, but... Right. Dude, I don't know if you remember how bad our 2008 dorm internet was. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good yeah. internet. It right. ran Modern Warfare 2 on a PS3. Our, our internet barely worked. <laughs> so... <laughs> whatever. It's... I mean, it's... It's a, it's just a dumb little fun movie. I'm sure we're overthinking it, but this movie, like we well, said, is oh, like yeah. it's a 2007 movie. It gives you nothing to talk about to a point. It just yeah. has the same plot well, as everything. That's that's the thing. It's like this movie doesn't hold up to scrutiny. Like I think no. we all have a certain fondness for this movie because we saw it in high school, and like it's great for that time. Like this is a great teenage teenager movie. Like. The laughs are pretty cheap. There's a little physical comedy. You know, the, some of the jokes are dated, but obviously, honestly, not as much as I thought they were going to be. I thought this yeah. was going to be, a, like, there were, like, I would say four or five cringy moments, which is <laughs> a lot better than I would have yeah. thought we were in the 10 to 20 range if right. going into it. Like, it's a fine movie. Yeah, it was very weird. Like thinking about it, especially when you had like texted us, or it's like, oh, this movie doesn't hold up really well. I was like, oh god, is this does this movie need to be like canceled? <laughs> because like thinking about like shit, like I don't know, like all the like this is every movie that came out when we were in high school. This is all we got to watch. If you're uh, if you're a little zoomer listening to this, there wasn't a lot of choice 
<laughs> 10 years ago or 14 15 years ago so like this was just what you watched was every movie was this every movie's the same plot and for some reason it's all about college and how frats are bad uh, um you know this this movie did make me miss i feel like i haven't seen just like a dumb college movie in a really long time you know like uh like your national lampoon or your real genius or uh accepted or um hell even 22 jump street is a dumb college movie i watched a national lampoon movie about flag football on netflix like three years ago and it was so bad so i think i think the media may be lost it's that which is well, unfortunate. i'm just talking like well okay when i'm talking about national lampoon though i'm talking more like uh van wilder and stuff like something that hit the big screen oh, okay. uh, probably in fall yeah that was widely accepted as a thrilling comedy of the time like national lampoon kind of or like van wilder also i will i refuse to watch it again but as far as I'm concerned, rules. Fight me. <laughs> um, that movie, the movie slaps. Just early Ryan Reynolds. What's not to like? I would be. I I like these movies just because they like they're they're perfect of their time. They're like a time capsule. Like they're the yeah. jokes are very much like the the jokes are just something that a guy wearing a fucking fluorescent shirt that says "Party with Sluts" would repeat. I'm so glad the world changed, obviously, but like it was, it was what it was back then, and it's just like everyone is that perfect level of like 2000s hot that isn't really exactly hot anymore. Can we take a second, real quick, and just like all acknowledge and uh, I like to speak to this person uh, directly. Good job, Jonah Hill. Way to go. You've got you. You're an inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's come a long way. He's come uh, a long way. The the one thing I I like will give this movie is that like Justin Long, who never really quite like became the leading man. He had some leading roles, but like he, I I believe him in this in this movie. Like he gives a really good performance in this movie. He's he's twenty five at the time, playing eighteen. But I believe that he is this smooth-talking, quippy, overconfident guy who also is, like, street smart, but, like, doesn't know how to apply himself. Oh, I absolutely yeah. do not believe—I do not believe him, <laughs> but— Oh, really? Oh, that, I, I Like, I don't believe that character archetype in—or, like, archetype in general. I don't—like, mm. I don't—like, I don't love that character from the 2000s of the, like, like— um, Plucky— like I'm cool, but I'm also nerdy, and like, what's my friend group? Hot jock and super nerd, and it's like, what the f like? It's just I don't know. He's kind of like a nonsense kind of character. It's it's fun. He's he does a, like Justin Long's fun. He's a good actor. He's great in uh, great in Zack and Mary make a porno and uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He's the only funny, the only funny part of that reboot. So, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Those Canadian just, like, actors, character... they got to stick together, you know. <laughs> yeah, like the, I'm like I would even I wanted to say like even Van Wilder, like Van Wilder's obviously unbelievable, but it's like more believable because like Ryan Reynolds is a gorgeous, gorgeous boy. Justin Long's a little more a uh, little more everyday guy, but I just refuse to accept a world where his life includes making out with Blake Lively. I've just been <laughs> life. <laughs> life has taught me different. <laughs> 
Just remember, all right? Just remember that the... Uh, do you remember the movie Garden State? Yes. Okay, you remember when they're at the hardware store and they run into the guy who's trying to get him into a pyramid scheme? Sure. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a big Garden State I mean, guy. yes. Garden... I mean, yes. I also do. I Yes. yes and, and, and then, and and then yes. what? And then what, Brian? <laughs> He's married to the redhead from Mad Men. Oh, yeah. All right? So lesser-looking guys that are kind of nerdy can still get hot chicks okay can i can i fix can i fix that for you brian can i fix it for you Go just for like it. make it easier for the audience it's the snozberry guy from super troopers <laughs> yes. oh thank you jesus also i believe they've gotten divorced recently yeah <laughs> what oh yeah yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. you can only yeah, you think, can only get so. by so long actually and i'll let me make it let me make it both better and worse it's the Snozberry guy, and he was married to the redhead from Drive. <laughs> there yeah. You go. Christina yeah. Hendricks. Yes. Yeah, Christina yeah, Hendricks. Yeah, she has, she has a name. She has a, a and name Jeffrey Arendt. I just wanted to make the reference both better and worse, because I <laughs> made it better with Super Troopers and then worse and harder to find. But Yeah, I don't Like, that... I just don't find justin long inherently believable and i think he should only play who he plays in dodgeball <laughs> that's that's his that's his that's his q zone is like right there that's like that's where he's believable which is like after this so he must he's been he was playing 18 until he was 35 they just must have been like Pretty he's much. gonna get hot eventually <laughs> yeah he's gonna get really hot and then he just stayed a baby the thing i don't <laughs> find believable in this movie is how hands off these parents are like through this whole process it's like did this kid one never go to her any college he went to two like controls all of the mail so like knew at the very last minute like his parents never checked in to be like hey you're almost graduated high school did you get into a college yet should we be thinking about that like and handing him a check for $10,000 and just being like, go get him, bud. Definitely pre-recession. Dude, I, uh, I absolutely, like, I disagree. <laughs> that was my college oh, really? experience. Like, 100%. <laughs> I literally, I didn't, I took zero campus tours. I wasn't going to go to where we went to school until, like, two weeks before I had to pick. I literally didn't yeah. get into Marquette because I forgot to apply in time. <laughs> that was like the school I wanted to go to. That happens. And then I was like, ah. And then I like, like got to school for my senior year, and I'm like, I guess I better apply for some colleges. And I like talked to the the counselor, and she's like, Oh, dude, you can't apply to that. Those are like due in July. <laughs> so figure it out. <laughs> Fuck. And then yeah, like to pay tuition, my parents just gave me a check. I just had they just would randomly give me like I don't know. Our, and where we went was not cheap, so it's like here's fucking twenty grand. <laughs> yeah, figure it out, bud. Nice. Yeah, my parents were very hands off with my college picks as well. Uh, very much to relate to Justin Long. It was just kind of like, did you apply? Good. Did oh. you hear back? Ugh. And then we didn't really visit until, fuck. When did we visit? We didn't visit many colleges. <laughs> Wow. I was also the first person in my family to go to college, so no one knew what to do. <laughs> oh, so we well, were just like, that... we we're like, uh, the second, 
there's uh, I was the second, and I think my sister broke my parents a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was the opposite. I was the second, and I think my parents are like they like figured everything out with my sister and are like we know exactly what to do we'll guide you through this entire process and so it's like okay pick which colleges we're gonna go visit like is the essay done are you doing the common app or is it this is it that like we went to omaha twice we went to norbert's twice we um i mean my sister was going to a college that i toured a couple times when we went to visit her the train's back again i just (laughs) these trains i honest to god like with all the working from home we've been doing we're ready to like blow our brains out with these trains like it's like today in particular like they have been for whatever reason the loudest and most frequent they have been over this time period it is a truly mind-boggling i just well chris they're working from home too it's just their home's the train their home is the train yeah that's i mean you don't i mean boats boats trains two good places to social distance (laughs) did you guys think the weird super dramatic scene that jonah hill gets in that was just him being difficult and being like i'll do this comedy but i have to have this one scene (laughs) where i can i don't know does he have a reputation for that i don't kind of i don't think so i think it's this is only like his second role because this is pre super bad and like the only other like f- film role i think he had before this was like two lines and 40 year old virgin so i don't think yeah. he would have that kind of cachet to swing around yet yeah <laughs> fair point i just thought like kind of knowing how like serious joan hill takes himself i i saw that part and i was like come on i didn't i guess i did all these movies are he the was same trying. So it's, it's all these movies are the same, so it's very hard to place them in order. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's... Yeah. But, like, that is very much him. You can tell he's, like, trying in that scene. Like, I don't think he... Like, Jonah Hill, I think, has become a pretty good actor. Like, he's not there yet in this movie. Like, he, no. he's trying in that scene where he gets beat up and Justin Long, like, goes to check on him. It's like, he's he's trying, but, it yeah, it, it he's not quite up to the chops yet that i think he has developed at this point in his career this is his fifth title okay by the way the uh the assault (laughs) and then uh grand theft on jonah hill is like a way worse crime than starting a non-accredited university i just cool i don't i don't know i just don't know if like stealing tens of thousands of dollars from kids like who are expecting a college education and then using some of it to buy blake lively gifts uh to woo her like to me that like just doesn't totally check my moral compass exactly there's something to be said about him being an employee of this enterprise and then being able to use some of that loose cash that he's accumulated. I mean, I don't know how he paid himself, you know. Uh, yeah, we don't know his I don't know the salary structure. I think however he damn well pleads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but... Oh, listen, you mean if... like a clap on disco ball? <laughs> but here's the thing. If you were to go to a, a, a court and the judge would be like, why did you embezzle money from your for-profit non-accredited university you could just take like you could just like point to Blake Lively and the judge would be like, oh, okay, I get that. <laughs> I get that a little bit. <laughs> oh, but, man. 
I mean, it's it's one of the things though that like to me doesn't work that well in this movie either, and it's like never really made sense to me. Is like towards, I would say you're about three quarters through of the movie where you hit the part where his whole scheme kind of falls apart with this uh, college being exposed as fake and blake lively comes up to him and is like so none of this was real and it's like well he wasn't like like trying to hoodwink you into like i just didn't understand exactly what she was upset about it's not like you being his girlfriend was part of his ploy to keep the college a secret like i just right (laughs) i think part of it is that she just transferred to South Harmon Institute of Technology from an actual accredited university. And I would kind of be disappointed about that too. Well, she, I don't think she had though. I think she was talk, thinking about it, but I don't think she, she pulled the trigger until- She was until, in the class picture. Well, cause he invited her to do it. Like you're one of us pretty much anyway. I think that was more friendly than an actual, oh, No, she talked about like getting her, tra- she, was, she was getting her transfer papers or whatever. I guess we don't we don't know what happened off screen. This movie's ripe with plot holes, but I think she was I like, thought she oh, just that you. I thought she just said that as a dig to her ex boyfriend to be like mm, thinking of a transferring, but I didn't think she actually did it. Maybe though, I don't. I, don't I know. wonder. Like, right. there's like a lot that's just doesn't exist in this movie that must have been edited out because like that they're very much in like a normal ass relationship with her and uh, the Chad she's dating, and then they're just like suddenly not dating that's that's in there he she catches him making out with someone ah well that's what that's what a frat will do much like a christmas carol got investment isn't real business and it's inherently wrong right this got (laughs) frats are inherently wrong right as well so you know every movie gets one thing right how old are all those people in the fraternity too right oh yeah they're they seem very old the guy who spits in his cup is 38 <laughs> for sure he's so old i liked that uh i think one of those guys is kellen lutz do you guys remember when they were trying to make kellen lutz a thing in hollywood kellen lutz he liked he plays he was Dwayne. like shut up lutz he he tried to like i think they put him in one of those like when clash of the titans revival and 300 and it was like Yes, more Greek mythology hero movies with a bunch of tan people. Like, they put him in the center of one of those. Um, I don't remember what it was called. Maybe Immortals or whichever one Henry Cavill isn't in. I'll find I'll find this. Was it before or after this? Uh, it was definitely after this. Who did he play in Acceptance? He is one Someone of the... Named, like the I think he's... Dwayne. He's credited it's a, it's as a Dwayne. It is immortals. immortals. He is Poseidon. Also in the Legend of Hercules and Expendables Three. Yeah, yep. He looks like the he looks like a like a dollar store Chris Pine. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't think he can act nearly as well as Chris Pine can. Well, Chris Pine's pretty fucking good. (laughs) So yeah, no, Chris 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 Pine's awesome. I love no Chris one in this movie, except for maybe Jonah Hill, is remotely as good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the mom of this podcast, if Jeremy Renner is the dad, to steal Chris's really good line. <laughs> Thank you. 
you know, you were talking about things that are edited out. I don't know if you guys caught, like, how much ADR was in this movie. Like, how much, like, there's so many off-camera dialogue bits. Like, someone definitely cut this movie together and was like, oh, um, this isn't that funny. We need more. We need more jokes. <laughs> so can we just record a bunch of these and edit them in after the fact? I'm trying to, like, it gives you, like, such vibes of, like... I guess it's just because every movie's that but like the fucking skateboard part which i don't i don't remember people being that into in 2006 i'm gonna be real with you and then the part where it's like i can't believe oh. this is a class and it's just like oh yeah staring at the strippers and it's like yep oh, like like as they're tanning and it's just like what <laughs> none of these are jokes and the like <laughs> come again no please come again and it's like what the <laughs> everything that that stripper character like they try and give her like a cool art because it's like oh you like get to design stuff Fashion now stuff, and that's yeah. nice but all of her dialogue is trash like it's <laughs> just terrible like innuendo you know and to the skateboard bit too john this came out in 2006 it was like tail end of tony hawk video game fever you know <laughs> But will I be getting Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a remaster of the Undergrounds, too? God, those games are good. Eventually, probably. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Millennial Nostalgia Cast. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> Y'all want to watch Dane Cook? <laughs> 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 I'm a car. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm a, I'm a train. I want to take you to the North Pole. <laughs> Type write a letter to Tom Hanks and kindly ask him to cut the shit. <laughs> I will say like for as hokey as this movie is, and it's hokey and like it that's fine. Like it's not trying to be anything much more than it is really. Um I will say that this movie lives and dies at one moment and they pull it off and i think if they didn't pull this moment off the rest of the movie would not work at all which is early on where they have all the students that have showed up gathered and they're about to tell them to go home because they're like big mistake whatever and justin long asks like okay who uh like got in here and then everyone raises their hand and he's like okay and who got in somewhere else and no one raises their hand except Jonah Hill. Uh, he raises his other hand, by the way, which I thought was very entertaining. But, but like, I don't know. There's just, like, something there where you, like, see it on Justin Long's face and you kind of just feel it the way they shoot it. Like, just this entire room of hands going down and, like, this is the only place we could go. Uh, I'm just a sucker for those kind of stories, I guess. And that part just landed for me. And I'm like, if you don't pull this moment off, if you don't have this part in the movie, like the movie, like would be like, it's not very well regarded to begin with. Like it doesn't have good reviews, but I think the reviews would have been much worse if you don't have that little hook there. Yeah. That's by far probably the best like acting <laughs> in the movie, but he has a few moments where you're like, you can kind of understand why they like whip him into every um, comedy that like teens and like college age people are gonna watch and like try to be like this guy will be a thing, 
where they just keep on like pounding him in because he, you will he relate can to he him. can he can act like he isn't just like like he isn't hgh monster 75 you know he's has like a heart and charisma to him yeah absolutely i mean i think that's a great way to put it and he serves he serves a very specific role in the films that he's in and he does it well and like who is that person right now i don't know that i could pin someone down on like he's just by the way just in terms of like ages that people were blake lively was 18 jonah hill was 20 and justin long was 25 or thereabouts when this movie was filmed Um, the redhead was 27 (laughs) well she wrote she was also on um that john ritter sitcom um eight rules for dating my teenage daughter or whatever it was Oh, oh yeah, Scott Adsit yeah. was in this too, which was really fun. Yeah, Scott Adsit, um, Jim O'Hare, Jim O'Hare, Jerry Gary Larry yeah. from Parks and Rec, like that was fun. Yeah, Lewis Black. Do you guys think if we watched a Lewis Black special from when we were like young that we thought was hilarious, do you think it would be funny? I can tell you right now, it's not funny now. <laughs> I was gonna say he wasn't very funny <laughs> i do like he he does have a great bit about uh wisconsin people drinking the most brandy in the country um and i do really love that bit that's a really good bit if you can if you can find it there's a great bit he performed it in milwaukee and was just like talking about old fashions and how wisconsin is the number one consumer brandy in in the u.s and all this shit we drink a weird form of an old fashioned, strangely to be different. I just hate. I, I feel. <laughs> I feel like he. I feel like that bit that people love quoting about him, just being from Wisconsin, that like people love about like how much like we drink or whatever. I always feel like he does that bit everywhere, but we're just bigger suckers for it than other states, because it's like <laughs> our entire state identity is based on like drinking, <laughs> like yeah. problematically so. Yeah, he brought it to Utah and it fell flat. <laughs> well, John, it, <laughs> they're like, it's like no. when you, it's like when you and I saw Kyle Kinane and he was talking about um, having a spa day by putting a six pack of beer on your toilet outside of your shower, and uh, people <laughs> at the comedy club were eating that up. And he goes, "Oh yeah, I forgot I was in Wisconsin. That's probably not a hard sell for you guys." <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Kinne at that point in his life was the perfect comedian for Wisconsin of just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like a dude with like a solid beer gut gout from fucking eating bad, drinking too much, <laughs> good depression beard, balding. He was, he was, a, he was our people. He, he <laughs> you know, that, that was going to work here. Oh yeah. 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 Like I, I, I just wanted, like, I feel like what happened with this movie and Lewis Black, I mean, you can probably, because we're probably getting towards the end of it, is just, like, they, the guy saw the Lewis Black special that was, like, on Comedy Central every day, as would become the fate of this movie, and was like, <laughs> hey, I liked that. Can you act? And Lewis Black was like, not really. Not in particular, no. And he's like, he that's like, fine. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Can't act! I think this industry's fucked! And he's just like, well, that's fine. Just do stand-up. Or they, like, cast Lewis Black for the splash, and they tried to have him act, and he just couldn't. So they're just like, just do bits. We'll just have you do bits when you're on screen, and it's fine. Which is, like, it's kind of fine. Like, it, it, 
it works for what this movie is. Like, I don't know who else you would have cast in that role to, like... I'm curious as to why he took this role. Like, I mean, to John's answer, money, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, I mean, like, he doesn't... Like, I have to assume he's, like, getting offered things... Not, like, a ton of things, but a little bit more than he's accepting. And so... I'm curious as to, like, what drew him to this movie. And maybe it was just that he's like, good, I can say how much the education system sucks and how much taxes suck. Like, there was some stuff, like, he was talking about healthcare and, you know, taxes and corporations. And I'm like, hmm, that shit really still lands today, pretty much. Like, yeah, 14 years this later, movie, shit hasn't changed. A, a very, very strong anti, <laughs> anti-intellectual and academia vibe to it, <laughs> which is, like... Really? Maybe not what? exactly. Not what exactly what I think. Uh, but yeah, it's a little, a little aggressive on that maybe. But yeah, it's it is such a it is a truly bizarre role to Lewis Black role. But I guess it's okay. It only says like one joke that's way too far, which is better <laughs> than I think most movies of this time would do. So. Yeah, I I think so too. I mean, it's it's again like there's there's a couple stuff, a couple jokes in there where you're gonna be like, ugh. I mean, obvious. Let me rephrase that. There are going to be a lot of jokes in there where you go, uh, like yeah. you're going to roll your eyes, but there's gonna, only going to be a couple where you're like, uh, that doesn't sit well with me. It just makes me worried that I would hate Euro Trip now, and that's a that's a sting I just can't take. Shoshana and I rewatched that um, a little while ago, maybe like six months ago. It was actually like one of these nights where we had like watched a movie. It was eleven o'clock, and we're like should we watch another movie? And then we ended up watching Eurotrip. It's great. It, like, again, there's going to be some, it's, I think Eurotrip is funnier than this movie. Like it's, it's overall a better movie. Cause Scotty doesn't know. You can't, you oh, can't yeah. beat it. It's catchy. Yeah. It's Scotty catchy. doesn't know. It's a banger. That's, that's like half of what makes that movie easily. Is Scotty. Doesn't that is know. still every time you go to karaoke, there's going to be a Scotty doesn't know that happens. So, <laughs> I've never had Scotty doesn't know a karaoke. Real, I have, it's time to change that. I've had that quite a few times. Quite a few. What, one of my one of my favorite karaoke experiences out here in Madison was we went to one of the karaoke bars one night. The bouncer was letting us in. Some guy was singing um uh I can show you the world from Aladdin. I'm like, oh it's, <laughs> I'm like, that's clever, that's fun. And the bouncer just looks at me with the blankest face. He's like, yeah, it's great. And I'm like, oh, you must hear this <laughs> shit every night from someone thinking they're clever. <laughs> like, like, and now honestly, I won't do Disney songs at karaoke. <laughs> uh, karaoke was kind of, karaoke is kind of a nightmare night as a bouncer when we would have it when I was bouncing. It's like you get a very, very like, it's nice because you get a crowd that is like incredibly behaved but terrible because you have to listen to them sing for like, and I have, yeah, it's and like I don't get Step like, brothers, you know, I don't get the choice to leave. <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> by a door, <laughs> by this door for eight hours. You know, that kind of hit me. Like as much as piano bar dueling piano bars are fun. Like if you go twice or three times in a year, it's going to be the same goddamn experience every time. Oh, I, yeah, I OD'd on piano bars out here in Madison because I went to, there's, there's a really good one out here in Madison. It's called the Ivory Room. Uh, I went there like three weekends in a row and I'm like, I, I can't. And that was five years ago and I've never gone back because I, I just can't. I can't do it. 
like yeah yeah we're on we're on about once a year right now which is good like Madison that's a good amount yeah. inexplicable piano does see that's why i'm so glad to have lived in green bay where we just don't have things culture <laughs> there is there is our culture is piakers yep. uh, and they don't and, and the packers don't like pianos <laughs> can't bring a piano to the stands can't bring it to the tailgate can't soft. challenge accepted <laughs> someone will real soft <laughs> super soft. okay well i think we've ping-ponged around on this conversation enough we did one hey we did one right i mean whatever this, this let's this was maybe a less conceived idea than we thought but hey man we'll find a, it we'll think, you know what we're watching a 2006 college movie every year in august now fuck y'all this is for us <laughs> i won't let us go without giving some final judgments though and i did come up with some for this even though i forgot to write the summary so is this a movie that exceeds expectations is acceptably average or is it a feature failure i would say it's between exceeds and acceptable like maybe just north of the middle ground um because it's watchable yeah you know yeah this is this is to john's point the perfect comedy central three in the afternoon movie you know maybe you're unwinding from the day and just kind of like changing clothes or doing something around the house or you know maybe it comes on late at night and you're with your buddies drinking you're gonna you're gonna keep watching it it's acceptably average but that's that's cool. There's a spot for it. It's not the best Comedy Central movie. That's Office Space or Grandma's Boy, but it's fine. It has a, <laughs> it has I enjoy it. It's you know, what actually watch this. If you're if you're coming out of high school now, watch this and then watch Office Space and you'll be full of enough cynicism to get you through to like 30 in terms of having like banter. So there you go. You're welcome. There's your life tip. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm gonna agree with you, John. I mean, I think it's acceptably average. It's it's fine. Like the movie is fine. Like it's not, you know, gonna be your favorite movie of all time, but you might get some laughs out of it. I mean, here's your best point of judgment. If you think a movie where fifty percent of the jokes are the fact that uh, they name their fake college with an acronym that spells out shit, then this then it. this movie's for you. That's great. I really, I really liked the shit sandwich mascot. I had forgotten that about was that. Really funny. <laughs> that was a. That I, was... I liked that. But then they abandon it and start calling everyone shitheads, and I just wish right. they would have stuck with shit sandwich more. That would be my focus group feedback. <laughs> I also enjoyed their newspaper, the shit rag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we did it. Yeah, we made it a, through. See, those are good jokes. <laughs> hey uh, Next month, we're going to dip our toes back into Christmas. Uh, we got a suggestion from our friends over at the Sleigh Bells and Mistletoe Christmas podcast. Uh, they were kind enough to have me on as a guest back in the spring. And in return, we asked them to pick something for us to watch. And they suggested we check out... Uh, the first Christmas special of a series called Call the Midwife, which is a British uh, kind of prestige drama available on Netflix. 
So we are going to check that out uh, if you want to watch along with us. The first Christmas special of Call the Midwife. That sounds just like this is going to be a beating. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard really good things about Call the Midwife, and I think that British television has a pretty okay track record with us. Um, as long as you don't count A Christmas Carol, which I think was fucked up by FX a bit. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm afraid of, is that this is just going to be a Christmas Carol again. Well, I'm, I just fear British accents. How do you make midwives metal? I didn't. I missed that Metalocalypse episode. <laughs> I probably... Oh, man. We are really on Millennial Nostalgia cast. It's fucking <laughs> Metalocalypse. Hell yeah. Well, tune in next month. We'll We'll see how it is. Until then, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Yuletide TV. Email us if you got some suggestions on what you think we should watch. We're coming up quickly on season two of our podcast. Still time to get your suggestions in on what we should watch. Doesn't mean we're going to take them, but never hurts to have some ideas. So send them our way, TV at gmail.com. Until then, I have been Chris. I am Brian. Still, John. Hey. We're glad hey. you're still alive. We are glad you're still alive. <laughs>